Welcome to the Mystery of Home Education with Linda LaCour Hobar, author of The Mystery of History, a world history curriculum for all ages. This pre-recorded podcast is designed for new and returning homeschool parents seeking direction, encouragement, and inspiration from a biblical worldview. And now your hostess, Linda LaCour Hobar. Hello, and welcome to The Mystery of Home Education. Since starting this podcast sometime last November, we've covered a lot of topics about home education. Oh, I hope you've been enjoying those episodes. Now, I've yet to use this platform to delve into world history. I don't know. I guess I've just been saving it since most of you already know my take on world history. I have spent 20 years writing The Mystery of History. Well, I think the time has come for me to share some thoughts on world history that aren't exactly in my series. My thoughts have to do with what I'd call 10 dates to know from a biblical worldview. You see, there are a lot of dates to know in history, but opinions are going to vary on which are the most significant. I'll say, though, as a longtime student of history and as a believer and follower of Christ, I really do have some personal favorites that I hope you and your students will also know. Let's just consider today's episode a quiz of sorts to see how well you're doing on knowing some of these important dates, at least these dates from a biblical worldview. Now, please know this, we are going to go in chronological order, not the order of significance, because apart from the resurrection, I just think it's too hard to rank order what matters. I'm not even going to try, so we'll just stay in order. Starting in ancient time. Do you know what big Bible event occurred in 605, 599, and 588 BC? Now, I know I'm throwing some of you off because that's three important dates, but for some of you, that's a clue. Let me say them again. What happened in 605, 599, and 588 BC? The answer is those are the dates of the three waves of the Babylonian captivity. Not only are the waves important, but the ending date, and that was 538 B.C. So the story is, and I'll tell it quickly, the southern kingdom of Judah was guilty of sinning against God. So it was between 605 and 588 B.C. that the Lord allowed Judah to suffer deportation, and it was in three waves. They were going to Babylonia under the hands of King Nebuchadnezzar. That's why we call it the Babylonian captivity. However, Cyrus the Great, he released Judah in 538 BC after 70 years of captivity. And that was prophesied by Jeremiah, oh, at least 80 to 90 years before it happened. See Jeremiah 29.10. All to say these three starting dates and the date that it was all over. It's a really good lesson on the consequence of disobedience, God's mercy, and the fulfillment of prophecy. That's clearly seen on a timeline. So don't miss doing your timeline. Next, do you know who died suddenly in 323 BC at age 33 and lived between the events of the Old Testament and the New? The answer, Alexander the Great. And though his reign was cut short, it would fulfill prophecy and influence Christendom. As for prophecy, it was Daniel who forecasted that Alexander's empire was going to be divided in four directions after his death. And it was. See Daniel 11.4 for that. And as for influencing Christendom, well, 
Alexander spread the Greek language before he died. And as many of you know, that was the primary language of the New Testament. So this act of Hellenization, which is the spread of Greek culture and language, it gave more people of the time period the ability to read the scriptures and know the living God. Oh, I think this is a good lesson on the fulfillment of prophecy, God's sovereignty, and the value of the scriptures. Next, now here's one that I think you know, but I'll ask it like a quiz anyway. So what was the most significant event of about A.D. 33? The answer, (laughs) the resurrection of Christ. Oh, yes, of all the ticks on the timeline, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ certainly stand unique. In fact, most of the world today would divide time itself by the life of Christ, as in B.C. for before Christ and A.D. for Anno Domini, which means the year of our Lord. You know, Jesus taught he was God. That's John 5, 18, John 10, 30 to 31. And then he was stoned and put to death for that claim. But he demonstrated his divinity by this bodily resurrection after three days in the grave. Oh, and why the sacrifice? Because he loves us. That's John three sixteen. This event in history is a lesson, really, on the meaning and purpose of life itself and a celebration of redemption that we know through that blood that was shed at Calvary and the empty tomb that followed. Number four. Next, almost 500 years after the resurrection of Christ, something big happened in Europe. The exact date was 476. Do you know what it was? Answer. The fall of the Western Roman Empire. Now, I would say of all medieval events, this one stands as the greatest warning to all nations and all cultures that even the most powerful can fall. As for the Romans, well, they dominated Europe for, oh, 500 plus years. But it was inflation, barbarian invasion, as they would call it. A barbarian was anyone outside of Rome. And through moral decline, the empire eroded, so much so it fell under Odoacer. Now, he was a relatively unknown Germanic war chief of the Middle Ages. Yeah, kind of an unknown guy, like ended Rome. Of significance to Christians, Daniel prophesied that Rome would be exceedingly dreadful. That's in Daniel 7, 19. Indeed, it was until the Lord saw fit to allow its collapse. I think this is a good lesson on the rise and fall of nations, prophecy, and the consequences of moral decay. Let us beware. Okay, number five. Do you know what happened in Europe in 732 that would make my list? Here's the answer. The Battle of Tours. Now, why did it make my list? Well, it's because this historic battle was a showdown between Islamic forces from Spain and then the Christian kingdom of the Franks. That would be France. Now, the story is that under Charles Martel, a mayor of the Franks, Muslim forces were defeated near Tours in the famous battle that bears the name of the town. The victory, it earned Charles a nickname, The Hammer, I mm, I don't think it's coincidental that Europe struggles today with a clash between Islamic thought and Western values. They have been at odds for centuries, and they'll likely remain at odds for centuries to come. 
So this lesson highlights the conflict of mankind and reveals some of the spiritual forces that are behind it. Moving along in history, do you know what was invented in 1456 that would greatly influence the world? The answer? The printing press, which stands as one of the most significant inventions of all time. Here's why. Before the printing press, it took a monk or maybe a scribe an entire year to handwrite one Bible, which then would cost a small fortune. In fact, very few medieval priests even owned Bibles. So when Johann Gutenberg successfully converted a cheese press into a printing press, well, the first book he ever printed was the Bible. And within a year, he printed 300 more. For this reason, many would mark the end of the Middle Ages by this very invention, because it just launched man into the Renaissance and Reformation. I think this invention is a lesson on God using man's gifts and talents for his purpose and the value of God's written word. Number seven in our 10 dates to know from a biblical worldview is the date October 31st, 1517. I suspect many of you know this one, but if you don't, That was the day that Martin Luther posted his 95 Thesis. The story is that Martin Luther, he was just a monk of the early Renaissance. Well, he wasn't interested in dividing Christendom. But when he posted his 95 Theses on the doors of the Wittenberg Chapel on October 31st, 1517, he did it to start a debate on the topic of indulgences. And then it started a chain reaction of events that actually continue to divide Protestants and Roman Catholics today. Historically, we call this rift the Protestant Reformation. Now, just a little bit more here. Followers of Luther, they really weren't called Protestants until the Diet of Spires in 1529. A diet is just a meeting. That's when they protested against a group of princes because they wanted to limit their rights. Oh, people still get upset today about rights, don't we? Protestants today, by the way, number about 800 million, and Roman Catholics, number 1.2 billion worldwide. So clearly, this political and theological division in Christianity, it was one of the most significant events in church history. Number eight. Every fourth Thursday in November, Americans celebrate something special that was first celebrated in the fall of 1621. What was that event? Thanksgiving, of course, when Americans remember the brave souls that sailed west aboard the Mayflower to escape religious persecution in England. However, most Americans really don't realize just how much those pilgrims suffered before the first Thanksgiving and after. So it was during the winter of 1620 all the way through the spring of 1621 the pilgrims barely survived. It was a time they called the Great Sickness, took the lives of at least 42. So when the harvest was plentiful in the summer and then the fall of 1621, well, those pilgrims celebrated their blessings with a hearty feast, and they invited 90 Native Americans that helped them along the way. Now, that's not the end of the story. It was the next winter that brought additional hardship Did you know at one low point, the pilgrims were allotted no more than five kernels of corn a day? That's how bad things were. 
And that was after the first Thanksgiving. So the story of the pilgrims is a lesson on faith, perseverance, and gratefulness in difficult times. Now we're almost done moving much further on the timeline in church history. Do you know what significant event happened on December 25th, 1991, besides that it was Christmas? The answer is the collapse of the Soviet Union, which is an unprecedented event in history. So the story is, after the fall of Nazi Germany in 1945, the world drew new boundary lines, and ushering in the Cold War, the Iron Curtain, which we nickname it, separated the free world from the atheistic empire of the Communist Soviet Union, otherwise known as the USSR. However, the Soviet Union, formed in 1922, wouldn't last more than 74 years. After 15 Soviet republics declared their independence from the USSR, Mikhail Gorbachev, he resigned the date December 25, 1991. It was just after that the Soviet Union collapsed. I would say from a biblical worldview, Gorbachev's resignation on Christmas Day hardly seems coincidental. I feel this lesson is a reminder of man's futile attempts to reign supreme and God's overarching hand in history. Well, my last date is a trick question, but I thought it should make our list. That would be the hope of mankind at the end of time as we know it. Of course, it's a trick question because the end of time, well, it's a date unknown to mankind. According to Mark 13, 28 to 37, only the Father knows the hour of his Son's return. The reason I'll call that date the hope of mankind is because we're also told in Scripture that the curse on mankind will be lifted. That's Revelation 22, 3. And that the leaves of the tree of life will bring healing of the nations. Revelation 22, 2. Oh, I love those words. Healing of the nations. Now that is a date I look forward to. Whether it's tomorrow or a thousand years from now, in a new heaven and a new earth, there will be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, for there shall be no more pain. Revelation 21 forward. Oh, I'm really looking forward to that day. Meanwhile, believers in Christ, we have kingdom work to do, and I pray you're blessed by doing it. Well, friends, that wraps up my 10 dates to know from a biblical worldview. I hope you scored well. But if not, I'm pretty sure this won't be the last time that I'm going to enter into the topic of history on this podcast, because world history is a big part of the mystery of home education. Now, until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you as you grow in your journey of home education. Thank you for listening to The Mystery of Home Education with Linda LaCour Hobar. For more information on Linda's award-winning history program, visit themysteryofhistory.com, a one-stop shop for chronological, Christian, complete world history for all ages.